question for you all. How many of you didn't decorate until after Thanksgiving? Ooh. Oh. Just give them a round of applause. That's really, you didn't, oh, good job. All right, now how many of you didn't listen to Christmas music? Not one Christmas song until after Thanksgiving. Oh, all right. Self-control is not what I'm going to preach to you guys then. Good job. Oh, my gosh. I did not, I'm not, neither one of those. I, I definitely listened to Christmas music, and I definitely decorated before Thanksgiving. All I have to say, though, is waiting is hard. It just is. Waiting is hard. I remember when I was a kid, uh, waiting for Christmas was a hard thing to do. Waiting for Christmas was hard because there was a lot I was hoping for, right? I was hoping for that, that CD player, that CDs, children, CDs. They're these little mini records, and you just put them in and you listen to music. But anyway, and so it was really hard to do that uh, because there were CDs to listen to. There were CD players to get. There was, uh, of course, you... Kids all know the clothes that I wore back then because it's all coming back in style. But anyway, it doesn't matter. And so, um, but th- those are the things that it was hard to just be able to be patient and wait for. Advent is all about a season of waiting with anticipation. Waiting with anticipation. The church fathers and mothers back in the day, they had a great responsibility to put together a church calendar to put together how we read scriptures. And they had a great responsibility in doing so. And so what was really awesome is that they created seasons. For Easter, we have the season where we wait, right? And it's called Lent. That's, I, but then this season is called Advent. And as we wait for Christmas, we wait with anticipation, but we are intentional in how we wait. And that's something that is hard because in this season that we are often find ourselves wrapped in, right? We wrap ourselves up into this season by busyness and schedules to keep. From one thing to the next, from Christmas party to the next Christmas party, I know that we have now mapped out how we get through the season from cookies that need to be baked, from family gatherings that need to be achieved, and all of these different things. And it all starts by, for us, driving up last week or on Thursday or Wednesday, driving up to Thanksgiving up in Fort Wayne. And this sort of begins this ball rolling, right? The Macy's Day Parade came on at 9 o'clock. We waited. We watched. And then by, you know, as it wraps up, we see Santa Claus come, and it is the Christmas season. And it is awesome. Love it. I love the Christmas season. Advent is an important part of the Christian calendar. And I like this about Advent because, whoa, because, because, because I, Take that off. I remember that. It's not the first thing I've broke while I preached. But anyway, but this, uh, when Advent is awesome because it is the beginning of the Christian calendar year. So Happy New Year, everybody. All right. If you want 2021 to be over, this is the day you can count. That is a new year that's upon us. Yes. Anyway, but this is it. This is the new year because it has great intent. We begin with hope. That's what I love about this. As we write, light the first candle, we begin with hope. This is key. This is, this is important for us all. So Advent is important because it's the beginning of the Christian calendar year. It means coming. And it's the period before Christmas which celebrates the birth of Jesus. It's all about preparing for Christmas Day. It's all about having our hearts be open to hear what God is going to tell to us in this season. We know at the end of this that there's a miracle in the manger. We know that, right? The miracle in the manger. It's great. 
We love it. Jesus being born. I believe Advent is a season of miracles for us. When we begin to lean into what God is going to be teaching us, when we begin to lean in to, to hear the scriptures and to hear the songs and to hear everything, we begin to lean into the miracle that God is going to provide for you in this season. Your heart being open and your heart being able to hear what is coming. Pope Francis says, Advent increases our hope, a hope which does not disappoint. The Lord never lets us down. I don't know if you need to hear that this morning, but the Lord is not going to let you down. Whatever you are facing, whatever you are going through, whatever, whatever is, is up against you, the Lord is not going to let you down because we are in a season of hope. Why do we need this hope? Well, when we begin the season of Advent, we also are reminded why we need a Savior in the first place. We need a Savior in the first place because of the fall, because Adam and Eve chose to disobey, and we have followed in suit, where we have turned our backs towards God instead of towards our lives to God. And as we, just like the Israelites, wandered around for 40 years, we have wandered around in times of our life where we found ourselves more consumed in darkness than in the radiant light of Christ. And Advent is this time right now where we recognize we have hope, but we have to also recognize why we need hope. We need hope because sin can take hold, hold of us. The chains of, of death can be wrapped around us so tight at moments where we feel that we are trapped. And we feel that in waiting, we are just waiting one more day and we just want one more day to be over so we can just get to the next thing. And we just want life to go by fast because we feel the weight of the world. But this is the thing, is that Jesus has come so that so that we can have peace, joy, love, and we have hope because those chains have been broken and we don't have to live in darkness anymore. I believe that in, in the season of our lives, we can find ourselves uh, wondering why is it that I find myself coming before God and saying, Lord, I need more of you. Because that's, that's what I have. Lord, I need more of you. And some of our stories are stories of discouragement and despair. And as we look at the stories of the Bible, we begin to see that there are many people who have this, this aching and this wanting to have an early Christmas, I guess you would say, because they find themselves in discouragement and despair. Isaiah the prophet is one of those who was aching for an early Christmas aching to be able to open up presents before he was able to, aching for a Savior to come in in the midst of despair, discouragement, and darkness and have a breakthrough for his life. And as we've seen on the screen, and as I'm going to read to you again in Isaiah 9, if you have your Bibles, you can open that up to that, find them on your phone, because this is this awesome passage that is just the great way to begin this season. It's this reminder that even Isaiah, who was a thousand years before Christ came, was aching to have light come in, aching for a Savior, aching for something to give him new life. And this is what he says. This is awesome. He says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 
We're seeing these words prepare us for what is to come a thousand years later. You have enlarged the nation, increased their joy. They received before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when divided the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used to battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a Savior is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This passage is awesome. It's also quoted in, in like the Messiah, right? I was going to sing it for you, but I don't know. You know, I don't know if you're, I don't, I don't want to jump the gun. I'll wait until later, you know. But this is the thing. As we look at just this simple passage first, the identification that there are people who walk in darkness. So even after Adam and Eve, people walk in darkness. And we said, well, we can still relate to this. And then we see this passage in in verse 4 where it talks about the yoke that burdens them will be shattered. Whoever is coming is going to shatter those chains that are burdening us. Like I love the language. Like Isaiah is just like the little kid that is just waiting with anticipation for what is to come. There's just this excitement. There's just this giddiness, right? What is going to come? There's this hope in this passage. It says it's going to shatter it. And then we see it goes on, and then it gives the names of who, for to us a child is going to be born. And then it gives us the names. These are, these are names that you give to kings and princesses. Princes, princes. Maybe princesses too. I don't know. Here we go. But here we go. A wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. We begin to see how will then this Savior rule with justice and righteousness. I love it. This is what Isaiah is is preparing his heart for with eagerness. He's anticipating something is going to happen. And he he doesn't get to wait just a month to open this present. He doesn't get to wait nine months until a child is born. He has to wait a thousand years. He has to wait a thousand years. This is the thing. As we begin this season right now, I believe that there are many of us who can find ourselves waiting for God to do something. And maybe some of us, we've waited a long time. And we've just sort of given up in the waiting game. We've just sort of said, I'll just go through the motions. Or maybe we know people who have said, I tried God once, but I'm I'm through. So just through. I waited and I waited and I waited and nothing happened. You know, God's, God's timing... It's often hard to understand. We wonder why some prayers are answered and we wonder why sometimes the timing of how things play out go the way that they do. How some people, they just seem to just skate on through and things seem to work out while others, it just sort of is a drag. But here's Isaiah the prophet showing his eagerness and waiting. And it's not for another thousand years. Until the Savior shows up. What does this mean for us? 
What I love about the, the transition between the Old Testament and the New Testament is that there's this 400-year gap. There's a 400-year gap. And I love that in that 400-year gap, the people really haven't changed too much. They've, they've waited and waited for a Savior. And then we get to Matthew 1.1, and it starts with the genealogy of Jesus that leads straight to Christ coming, right? And right when we begin in that story, we see that they were waiting in the same way. Some were waiting faithfully, others were waiting impatiently, and others had just given up in the waiting game altogether. You know, time is, is a tricky piece. But yet God, I believe, is consistently being in our lives saying, I want you to wait because something is about to happen. I hope that you can feel that something is about to happen in your life. We were not created to be people who walk in darkness. We just are not. Now, in my life, I have thought that I could walk in darkness. I, any of you have your house memorized so much in a way where you can walk like from like without turning on the light because you don't want to, I don't know, I don't want to get too personal with you all, but like I don't want to turn on a light in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, right? Right? I don't want to, I'm just got personal with you. But like the reality is that I don't want because it it'll wake me up. I just, you know. Anyway, this is, okay. And so, anyway, so I, so I go and I come back. But the thing is, is that in the midst of the darkness, I don't know if someone has accidentally left a laundry basket where maybe that shouldn't be. Or maybe I put that laundry basket there. So I'm trying not to wake up. In fact, I just fall flat on my face. There's many times that I can make it through and everything comes out. Okay, sorry. And it's all good. But there's that one or two times where it hurts. We were not made to live in darkness. We were made to live in the light, the radiant light of Christ. And often we can figure out how to go through life and we can say and justify that it is not darkness indeed. It, we just say this is just how life is intended. But yet we find ourselves in the midst of missing out on Christ, Christ's light. You know, the trick of darkness, the trick of darkness is, is, is tricking your mind and saying that this is the only life that you can have. You say, well, this is just a mediocre life. If you feel that it's a mediocre life, you're missing out on what God has called you to live. And when we live in the light, we begin to live a good life. The life that God has called you to live. My seminary professor, Ellsworth Callis, whose first name is Ellsworth, he's, he's dead, but like, uh, he, was, he was an old, old man. He was great. He was a great. This is the, this is the professor that told me one time, uh, he, goes, he goes, I know my sermon, he, classic pastor voice, I know my sermon titles are cheesy, but people like cheese. It's true. I love cheese. Anyway, but it's so good. But Ellsworth Callis, he says this, we humans were made for light. And we don't do well shriveled into some place of subterranean darkness. We don't. We don't live well in darkness. We were made for light. And that's why when we read in John chapter 1, we read this. What has come into being in him? Christ was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. 
this Christmas season, are we willing to say we will be in the light of Christ? That we will wait in the light of Christ? That we will not fake it in the darkness, but that we will come into His light? Charles Wesley, the brother of my favorite theologian, John Wesley, wrote this in a hymn. Christmas hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. And this is the line in that hymn. It says, Hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. As we begin this season, what is your heart longing after? What is your heart longing for? In our world, people are saying, your hope can be found in certain things. Your hope can be found in finances, more education, politics, that your hope can be found in self. But what is your heart longing for? Is it longing to understand Christ? Is it longing to see and and, and understand who God is calling you to become? What are you longing after? What are you longing for? Is it to know Christ more? I believe this is the miracle that we all need in our lives. Is to be able to open ourselves up to say, Christ, you have all of me. Just as God has come and brought come into this world through his son Jesus, he's saying, You can have all of me. It is now our return. Say, Christ, you can have all of me. And it begins in how we wait and how we hope in our waiting. So I have a few things. This is how we're going to, how, how, uh, just three things of how do we wait and how do we wait well and how do we wait with hope. And the first one is this we, we have to wait with patience. Isaiah, a thousand years. That's a long time. Uh, I don't want to wait a thousand years because I think I put together a pretty good Christmas list, you know? So I'm excited for what's under the tree. And so I don't want to wait. Uh, I don't, I, but, but patience is hard. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, my parents literally had to hide presents so, so well because I, I was that kid. I was that kid. I, I could find presents for me. I wanted to, uh, you know, and I will say this. The only time I did find something, and, and I'm not ashamed of this, and it was awesome. It was uh, a CD. It was the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. That's how cool I was as a kid. All right? Don't judge me. Uh, that's, I, was, I was pumped. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for Christmas morning now. Anyway, Kevin Costner, I wish he would have sang on that soundtrack. He's got a band now. Anyway, all right. So, but this is the thing. When we don't wait with patience, we miss out. We miss out. We try to rob ourselves of what we, what we think we need to know instead of what God is trying to tell us what we need to know. Patience is important. We need to lean into that in this season. The next is this. We need to challenge ourselves in this month, this season of Advent, that we want to live in the light. Stay away from the darkness. Don't go to the things that take you to dark places. Easier said than done, but that's the reality. I'm calling it out. Stay away from those places that lead you to comparison. Stay, to those, stay away from places that lead you to resentment. Live in the light where Jesus wants you. Live there. Be there. Be present. Focus on Jesus. And when we focus on Jesus, we will live in the light. And then the last thing is this. Expect the miracle. This is what I want 
what amazes me about Isaiah. He was okay. He was okay. A thousand, oh, he missed out. No, he was okay. A thousand years he waited. He still expected the miracle to happen. The miracle is going to happen in your life. The reality is that we have to expect that miracle to take place. God is on the move in your life right now. We are called to be hoping. We are called to be waiting. And we are called to be excited because as much as we want that early Christmas to take place, Jesus has already come. And now we just get to experience that Jesus is working in our lives. So let us open ourselves up. Let us experience the miracle in the major. Let us see how God is at work. And let us prepare our hearts to experience this in this season. Be able to come before Christ and say, Lord, it is our hope for you to show up. And Lord, help us to walk away from darkness and live in this radiant light. And let us experience in our lives the love of Jesus to share that with those around us. Lord, be with us now in this season. Let us experience you right now. Would you pray with me? Holy God, thank you so much for the love that you have for us through your son Jesus. And Lord, we pray right now that you open our hearts to experience you. That Lord, if any of us are walking in darkness, Lord, you will bring us into the light. That you will prepare a miracle for us. And that we will continue to wait knowing that you will not leave us. So Lord, right now, stir in us, work in us. Let this season be a season of hope with anticipation of the love and the light of Christ to shine through us. In your name we pray. Amen. Here at the Branches, we take communion every week because we remember the sacrifice for what Christ has done for us. If you have communion with you, fantastic. If not, you can go back and grab it. Here at the Branches, all who believe and confess that Jesus is their Savior are welcome to the table. Uh, We believe all can experience the grace and the love of Jesus. And so at this time right now, we are reminded of the sacrifice that Christ has had, had for us so that we can live now and forever. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, we ask that you bless this bread and this juice. Let it re- represent to us your body that was broken and your blood that was spilled. And Lord, let it remind us that our sins do not have to bind us, but your grace is greater, that your love is deeper. And so, Lord, right now, let us in the stillness of our hearts confess those things that we have placed before you. Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Lord, we thank you that you are making us new. In your name we pray. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you, take and eat. The blood of Christ spilled for you and the forgiveness of your sins, take and drink. If you would just place your hands out in front of you right now. Oh, holy God, 
fall down upon us. Let your spirit fill us. Let us go from this place being your light. Let us go knowing the love of Jesus and sharing that love with others. For you are good and your love radiates through us all of our days. Let us go with Christ. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, next week I'm excited. Wear your beautiful sweaters and it'll be awesome and we'll have a good time kicking off the Christmas season here at the branches. Go with Christ's love, going that you, knowing that you are the light of Christ to all those around you. If you want to help tear down, that'd be awesome. See you guys. Go with Christ.